0: Patriots Beat is brought to you by FanDuel, the exclusive wagering partner of the CLNS Media Network. All right, we are back. We are live. Third day in a row, Alex. I get to talk football and Patriots with you live on the Patriots Beat podcast here on the CLNS Media Network. We have actual moves to talk about today, Alex Barth. Uh, the Patriots were right. active today. They were Alex active today.
1: Calvin Anderson isn't an actual move.
0: Well, it was a move, but you know, we, we wanted more. We wanted better, and I think we got that. But Before we left last night, I said, I think we're going to be on here talking about something. Turns out we will. Uh, so we want to get to all of it. We'll talk juju. We'll talk tackle. We'll talk other moves, potential at tight end. We're going to reassess where this team is at after another day of NFL free energy. But first, before we do that, I want to talk about our new sponsors on the show at FanDuel. Go to fanduel.com boston and you will get $200 in bonus bets on us. Uh, me and Alex were, uh, were doing some bonus betting last night. Unfortunately, we was on the, it was on the Bruins. But I uh, am regardless. ice cold, man. Yeah, but ice that's cold. okay because they're bonus bets. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, you can go. You can join none of the fun if you'd like to. Bet responsibly, obviously, at fanduel.com slash boston. It helps out the show and uh, it helps you out to give you $200 in free bonus bets. So, again, fanduel.com slash boston. What you got to do is deposit $10, bet $5, and then you get $200 to bet with right away. So that's that, fanocom slash Boston, help out the show, help you out, make some money. Alex, let's start off, uh, I think, with what everyone wants to talk about and what we can uh, assume is the biggest move that the Patriots will make today. And that is that the Patriots signed Juju Smith-Schuster from the Kansas City Chiefs to a three-year, $33 million deal. 22 and a half of, it, of which will be earned over the first two years of the contract. Uh, Juju is coming off a year in Kansas City where he caught 78 passes for 933 yards, three touchdowns. He won a Super Bowl ring, uh, and he wanted to get paid again. The last two contracts uh, – because I, I wrote about Juju as as a fit before this whole thing started where someone who they could go after and grab. And the last two contracts he was on were one-year prove-it, if you will, deals. I think he had one-year $10 million, with Pittsburgh then he went on another one year 10 million with the Chiefs now he's here he gets a longer term contract three years for 33 it's still a little bit of a prove-it deal um, I know it looked identical to the Jacoby Myers contracts then that's what everybody's been comparing it to today but it's a little bit different there's a little bit more incentives in it there's only I think 16 guaranteed versus 22 for Jacoby and so um, a little bit different. But overall, Alex, what did you make of the move? What do you think of Juju's fit uh, in this Patriot system now that they officially acquired another weapon?
1: So I'll kind of pick up where I left off last night, and we were talking about what are the moves they're going to make, and and we mentioned um, who, who's it? the big one we are talking about was Hunter Renfro, which, by the way, people in the comments yeah. freaked out that apparently thought, <laughs> like, I really wanted Hunter Renfro. Y'all misread that. Yeah. He just seemed likely. I was addressing the fit. I'm, I'm, yeah. They did better with juju honestly for everything you factor everything in the age the cost all of that they did better with juju i think that they did on hunter renfro um, but it's kind of like i said last night you know we were talking about all right they haven't made a move at receiver what if they make you know a move like this and i said all right it's a good move and that's where i'm at with juju right. smith schuster solid move good get helps them in the slot i love his yak ability This team has not been able to produce after the catch at the wide receiver position since Julian Edelman left. He averaged six yards after the catch last year. That was a, talking about Juju, that was a career high. It's almost double what Myers did. Since he entered the league, only Cooper Cup has a better yak average than Juju Smith-Schuster did. Now there is context you need to apply to that. He's played in some good offenses. He was opposite Antonio Brown at the beginning. And last year he was
0: in Kansas City with Patrick Mahomes. But and, the and idea, he was the two, really, because behind it was behind Travis Kelsey. right? So.
1: And, and honestly, might have been behind me Cole Hardman, the way some teams may have may have attacked it. Um I'm just talking about in terms of covered assignments. Yeah, right. Okay. So what you're looking at is can you still how do you maximize that knowing he's stepping into a bigger role? Well, one, you go out and you make you make you sign somebody or trade for somebody that makes him the number two. Right. It's that simple well and we can get into some of this stuff whether that's Odell who it sounds like they may still be in on yep. whether it's Hopkins who it sounds like they may no longer be in on and I'll I give you my theory for that in a bit but
0: yeah we'll talk about all that
1: that would be the that, that that would be the big one and the other thing is I think you got to scheme it up and there is I think a level of trust here in Bill O'Brien that hey your offense is heavily predicated on yards after the catch yep. we moved on from a guy we believe in to get a guy who's probably a better fit for what you want to do, can you maximize it? Ball's in in, in Bill O'Brien's court here. So good signing, good player, especially for the money. We'll see what happens with all the TikTok stuff. But a solid move. Are they going to maximize it? Right. And in this, by the way, I know this is going to scare some people, and frankly, it scares me a little bit too. There are some shades of the Jonu Smith signing here.
0: And uh, what I mean by that, and look, about it's that. not
1: nearly enough. It's not nearly as much money. I don't mean financially. Much of a anyway. Go ahead. I'll let when you know. they signed Johnu Smith, I said I don't think I was alone in this. He's a scheme touch player. He's going to be as impactful as they allow him to be. How are they? The signing is only as or the signing being good or bad hinges on how they use him. And we talked about this on Monday, Mike. Maybe who didn't totally live up to his end of it here, mm-hmm. but. They could have used him better. They didn't necessarily put him in the best position to succeed. This signing, to me, is going to be as good as they make it. And as much as they can maximize it, that means bring in another receiver. And also, what kind of role do they use him in? Do they allow him to use his best skill sets? So I I like the upside here. I
0: like the upside here. But they've got to maximize that upside. Let's see if they can do it. I agree. I think Juju's upside is a lot higher than Johnny Smith's was. john U. Smith only had – he had 448 yards was his career high. That's fair. Prior. Okay. Juju Smith's best season in Pittsburgh. He was a number two, but his best year he caught 111 balls for 1,400 yards. And he's been days. a 1,000-yard receiver. Like he's yes. been a 1,000-yard receiver. Right. He's been – so his ceiling and what mm-hmm. he's done in the past is a lot higher than what Johnny's was. Uh, I love the move, Alex. I think it's, it's less of a risk than the Jacoby deal. He has a higher yep. ceiling than Jacoby. Jacoby might be a little more consistent. I in- don't know. How's it less of a risk? Uh, money-wise. Uh, I just think that they, okay. they're dumping in less money as far as guaranteed money. Because um, I would
1: say in terms of like the floor as a player, Jacoby's floor is higher. Maybe. Juju's been I, I, hurt. close. His down it, it, seasons have been lower. We haven't really seen him as a number one.
0: Talking about money. The, if you the, want to say we'll, financially, we'll all right, talk, I agree we'll talk with you financially. Okay. That that was yep. my point. Um, okay, the point was money, and his ceiling is through the roof. And like you said, the yak part of it is is uh, an A plus. I think he's a much better yak receiver than Jacoby. Jacoby was way more of that possession slot where uh, Juju is that you know that yak receiver slot, which is what they what they want in Bill O'Brien's system. And I just I, I think that at the end of the day. He's better all-around. He's a better all-around wide receiver than Jacoby Myers. And you got him for a little bit cheaper on the deal. And so now you have a guy who – I believe they're the same age. He has a higher ceiling. He's here for three years, uh, pending the contract, of course. And then you still have room to keep going. You can still go get your Odell Beckham if you want to. You can still yeah. potentially trade for uh DeAndre Hopkins. And that that's sort of where you'll see – look, look – the. People use Juju's ceiling season, the fourteen hundred yards with uh, yeah. with Pittsburgh, as like the benchmark, and you should. And that was as a number two. That wasn't as a number one. He, he put up fourteen hundred yards as a number two wide receiver. Yeah, and so,
1: but I I think so that can go one of two ways: it's glass half full or glass half empty. Hey, he did all of that with somebody producing more, or is it? Well, yeah, he did all of that because he really wasn't getting a lot of coverage drawn to him.
0: I I look at it as glass half full, right? Now you go get more. You go get more, and then he's your number two, and that's one of the better number twos in the NFL. At his ceiling. This is what's interesting.
1: I posted uh, on Twitter earlier uh, the number Myers and Smith-Schuster's numbers side to side from last year, and they're very, very similar. Sure. And people were furious at me. For not adding context, but half the people were mad. I didn't note that Jacoby Myers was the primary receiver in his offense, yeah. and you know got the primary wide receiver attention. It was a slower offense, and he still managed to produce despite all that. And half the like basically inflating Jacoby's numbers, and half right. the people got mad at me for not mentioning that Juju Smith Schuster was the number two or three in Kansas City and didn't get coverage responsibilities, and essentially inflating his numbers. Right. So you can look at that, look at it whichever yes, way you can. want. But I go to, all right, he produced that way under those conditions. How can you mimic those conditions? You're not going to get a guy the equivalent of Antonio Of course, you're not going to get him You're just about. not. But well, can you get – Kidding? I'm kidding. I don't even know that Antonio – I knew you were going to say that. I don't even know that Antonio Brown at this point is the equivalent of no, what Antonio not. Brown was in 2017. Right. All-time great wide receiver season, just period, history of the game. But can you go get somebody on the outside – who is going to command some more coverage responsibilities than maybe a, a Devontae Parker would? Right. And because that, so I was texting with somebody, and they said, Juju, all right, like here we go. Kind of reminds me of Edelman or Welker, 2011, O'Brien. I said, all right, who's Rob Gronkowski? Okay. Because that gets lost in all of that. Like that right. guy was commanding a lot of those coverage responsibilities. And again, they're not going to get that guy. It would be nice. They're not going to get that guy, but can you go get somebody? who's going to command respect elsewhere on the field to set Juju up with one-on-ones, because if you can get him one-on-ones 80, 90% of the time, he's going to be very effective here. If he stays healthy, yes. he will be a he. He should be like a thousand yard kind of guy. If he stays healthy, if you can get him those one-on-ones in the slot with Mac throwing him the football. And I, I say this all the time, right? What do you need to do to maximize Mac Jones middle of the field, short to intermediate parts, Yes, that is Juju Smith-Schuster, so that's great. But teams are just going to flood that area in zone right now, and they're going to go one-on-one with Parker on one side and one-on-one with Thornton or Bourne on the other, and they're going to flood that middle of the field. Who are you getting now to stop them from doing that? That becomes my next question.
0: So let's transition into it then. Let's talk about it because more reports came out today uh, that the Patriots were calling around on DeAndre Hopkins and Jerry Judy. There's also reports that they are in on the Odell Beckham Jr., yeah. Free agency market. I think
1: Cortland Sutton was in there as well. Right. Uh, I think for the I Patriots? his name. Okay. Yeah. That, Maybe that was correct. yesterday. Okay. Um, One of the reports about them calling the Broncos had Cortland Sutton's name.
0: Okay. Uh, there was also another report that came out after the fact that the Patriots are now out on Andre Hopkins. That's from Albert yep. Breer from SI. Um, but we'll keep this, uh, this banner up here for now to talk about receivers as a whole, because they well, have to be least, out and then be back in. Yeah. They called, they exactly. called on Hopkins. And so, yeah. um, they clearly had um, some interest, right? And so right now, we're looking at Mac Jones at quarterback, Ramondre Stevenson, and Pierre Strong at running back. Your current wide receiver room is Juju Smith-Schuster, Devontae Parker, Kendrick Bourne, Tyquan Thornton, and then your tight end is Hunter Henry. There's holes to fill. You still need a better receiver, and then you need a second tight end to to really work this thing out. Uh, I like Hunter Henry, and I like his ceiling. I think he can be much better than he was last season. He wasn't schemed upright in this offense. They didn't use him to the best of his abilities. He was was a quality player in Los Angeles for some time. So I think you're good at tight end one, but you still want someone to compliment him. And there was a report too that they were in on uh, Donald Parham. Mark Daniels, Mass Live later refuted that. And so whether they were or were not, there was rumblings around them potentially bringing in a second tight end. So they're still calling around for skill position players on offense. Are they going to do it? How do they do it? Should they do it? Um, That's where I'll leave it for you.
1: So I'll say this: If we put a little bit of stock into that DeAndre Hopkins thing, right, sure. um, that that there may be out on him, mm-hmm. but they're still in on Beckham. Yep. What's the difference there? They don't have to give up draft capital.
0: Yeah. Right for Hopkins. And, and by the way, oh no, they don't have to with Odell.
1: with Odell. And by the way, I should start with this. And this, I know, this is going to kill some of you. Trust me, it kills me. Y'all know how much I love this player. I think we're probably done with Jerry Judy at this point. Nah. Okay. just because yeah. we just talked about how Juju is going to be the guy in the slot, right? Yeah. Right. That's where they're going to, yeah. Jerry Judy's a slot receiver. So it becomes redundant. How do you play both? Trust me. I really wanted to see Jerry Judy in a Patriots uniform. I would have rather had Judy in the slot than Juju, but reading worked- the
0: tea leaves on that. It sounds like yesterday they were in or this morning, yesterday they were in on Judy. They wanted to see the price. It was reported that it was heavy first round pick and more potentially so then at that point, they said, we're not paying that. We're just going to outbid Kansas City instead, Possible. which is what they did with Juju. That's, that's so, where I could see that have happening.
1: I think we're probably moving on from Jerry Judy. And again, Hurts, poor one out yeah. for the end of the Jerry Judy to the Patriots era. Yep. But can play on the outside. Hey, you're going to use him in the slot. It's mm-hmm. just where he's going to be his most productive. And they're not in a position to do that. Sure. So now we're talking about Hopkins. Now we're talking about Beckham. Now we're talking about Cortland Sutton. And it sounds like the price to trade for receivers is much higher than we expected it to be. If that's going to be the case, it's Beckham because they don't have to go yeah. up a draft pick to get them. Right. right. So that's where I'm at. Now look, could the price come down on Hopkins? Certainly. But I just, everybody looks at when they traded for Brandon cooks as the precedent.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Right. First round pick, right. Right. They gave a first yep. round pick, and hey, they'll give up a high pick for a receiver. Well, a couple things. There's a couple things to note here. One, uh, Cooks didn't need a new contract. And in fact, they traded him away before they had to give him a new contract. Hopkins needs a new contract. Hopkins is going to need a new contract. We know that. Yep. Uh, I believe Sutton would as well. Cooks was also like 24, mm-hmm. 23, 24. He, was, he came in the league young. So he was young when that trade happened. Hopkins over 30. Um, I had one more thing to remember, but I can't remember what it was. Oh, they've since traded a second-round pick for Muhammad Sanu. I do wonder if that makes them a little trigger-shy with a guy who's over 30, a guy who's had a PED suspension. I wonder about that. I feel like Beckham might make more sense at this point,
0: given what we've learned in the last couple of days. Sorry, I don't know, I'm Mike. You tell to, me. Am I off? Hold on. Well, this is what I'm I'm, I'm working I here news? with. It, Are you with, looking at news? No, 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 no. Okay. I'm just working on uh, this. Should the Patriots sign Odell Beckham Jr. right on the bottom of the screen okay. for us? We do we a little bit of guy. news, by the way. Uh, Jamal Williams okay. to the Saints. Oh, okay. That's that's so. something. That's I, I didn't expect the Patriots to be on that. But sorry, I didn't either. I, go, I, it, I just like I like Jamal Williams. Yeah, me too. Good guy. Um, yeah, I. I I agree with you on the draft capital, I think. But I still – I disagree in the fact that they would use the Mohamed Sanu uh, as a potential way out of it because I just think that DeAndre Hopkins is a much better player than Sanu was. Um, I don't really know – I can't remember off the top of my head, but I don't think Mohamed Sanu produced the way DeAndre Hopkins produced this past season. So I think it would be much more worth it, and I think you would consider doing it again um, to – to go get Hopkins. That being said, Odell, how old's Odell?
1: He, I forget if he just turned 30 or he's about to turn 30. Okay. He's uh, 30. Right he turns 30.
0: 31 in November. I just looked. So okay. similar in age, uh, similar in age to uh, Odell and DeAndre Hopkins, similar in age. Odell yep. has the injury history. Uh, Hopkins has, Correct. you know, not not an injury history, but he has you know a history of potentially you know, could, it's a question mark for him as well. And so, I think ultimately looking at it from a draft perspective, I think I would go with Odell. The fact that you don't have to give anything up for him, you just have to sign him. That being said, what number do you want to go to for Odell Beckham? Because there's reports out there that he could want upwards of twenty million dollars. I don't think a lot of that would end up being guaranteed because of the history. You know where he's at health wise, he looked pretty good. And uh, I tweeted a video of his uh, of his workout the other day that he he posted his, on his Twitter as well. He looks pretty good. He looks healthy. He sounds healthy from all the reports. I would go give Odell Beckham a shot. I really would because again that that dra- the the part where you say you know and I, I didn't really think about this until you brought it up. Just the fact that you don't have to give up anything. You just have to sign him. It's only money. They have the capital. Right. He can be a guy who's going to command a number one. Uh, cornerback on top of you, which will just help Juju out even more. So I, I would do it. I would go with Odell here.
1: Yeah, I will. And then it becomes, how do you sell him on it? And, and where's the interest for him now? I don't think, and this is just me guessing, mm-hmm. I don't think he is a big market because if he did, I think he would have signed by now. Okay. I think he would have signed before Jacoby Myers and Juju Smith-Schuster. Those contracts haven't exactly helped his value. Right. Yeah, you're right. So, you know, if he's going to go somewhere, what kind of contract are you signing to? If you're the Patriots, you're going to have to sign him for multiple years. Because if the sell is one year, prove it, reset your value. Well, he's going to go do that in Kansas city, or he's going to do it in Buffalo, or he's going to do it, you know, somewhere that he's a better chance to produce and reset his value. Right. right? But if you're, if the Patriots are the only team offering multiple years and like those teams, Kansas city, Buffalo, they're not going to offer multiple years. Not right. concrete. There might be like a dummy year in there. Yeah. No guaranteed money, but that's going to be what the Patriots would have to do, I think, to get this thing done. And, and there's risk in that because you yeah, have a there player is. who has had, you know, two, who had two ACL tears in 16 months and hasn't played since. And you're going to give guarantee that guy money over multiple years. There's tremendous risk there.
0: I wonder about how the ACLs, you know, ACLs, it's a, it's a tough injury. Don't get me wrong, but I feel like they've come so far. Medically, where a guy can tear his ACL, come back, and he he didn't play all last season, right? He played no games. He has been rehabbing and recovering since the Super Bowl that the Rams won, and so I think he's going to be healthy. He looks healthy. He still has another five months until the season starts. Um, so the health, I think he's going to be okay. I do. That's I mean that's optimistic given the fact that he you know he is coming off an injury, but the last time he played football, it, this isn't the the. Cleveland Browns, Odell Beckham, that you know, you're know, you not taking a risk on him as far as like a locker room problem like the Rams were. Right. The last time he was in L.A., he was, he was playing very good football, and he did not cause a stir-up in that locker room whatsoever. And so I just – I would do it because that's your best option right now because you're going to have to trade a lot for Judy. You're going to have to trade a lot for Hopkins. And so uh, I think I like uh, the idea of Odell right now. All right, continuing on with the Patriots moves of the day, Alex, I do want to talk about um, Riley Reef, because the Patriots also added uh, a high qual- a quality uh, offensive tackle today. Uh, it was one of the first moves that was announced on Wednesday as Diane Rossini from ESPN reported that the Patriots are in fact expected to sign Riley Reef. It is a one-year, $5 million deal, according to Tom Pel- Pelissero. Reef is 34. He was a former first-round pick and has played on both sides of the football uh, on, on both sides of the line, rather. He's not offensive defense. He played <laughs> left and, left not and right yet, tackle. Anyway. Yeah, we'll see what happens. But uh, he's playing on both sides of the line. He started 172 games. Uh, he is older, he's 34, but uh, played 10 games last season at right tackle for the Bears. So, what'd you make of them getting in on Riley Reef, adding another tackle to uh, a big, big tackle room now?
1: I feel like they're just kind of throw thi- trying to throw things against the wall, tackle and see what hits. And okay. you have a veteran probably on the back end. And Reef, you have uh, a guy who's been around a little bit but is relatively young who, like, there's some things to be excited there in Calvin Anderson but is very raw. And then right. I think you'll have a rookie. And and they're just going to hope between those three they end up with one tackle. That's what it feels like to me. And, I mean, let's not forget, they RFA'd or they tendered Yanni yes, Kaju right. today as well. I think they're just kind of turning it into a numbers game over there. But
0: I don't really hate it because uh, – Oh go ahead. I'm not saying what? I was gonna say, like, I so I, I
1: like the strategy I
0: thought you some got years. <laughs> That's why I thought you made that noise. Um
1: no, I, I, I like that strategy some years, but like when there's so much talent available, just I don't know.
0: So he, here's where I where I look at it, right? Last year the offensive line was terrible. You couldn't you, they couldn't block anything. But I don't think it was entirely the actual skills fault. I think that there was a lot had to do with a lack of coaching. However, they did also get hurt along the entire line. We talked about it last week where James Ferens was lining up at left tackle at one point. And so now, as it currently stands, I don't know what they're going to do with Trent Brown. I've heard and seen, you know, murmurs that they might try and uh, dump Trent Brown somehow to get more space. But call it for what it is right now, you have along your line Trent Brown, Cole Strange, David Andrews, Mike Owenu, and Riley Reef on the right side. That's a solid front five.
1: All right, do, do uh, a little bit of news. Uh, Miles Sanders to the Panthers.
0: Oh, that's interesting. No. Okay, Miles Sanders to the Panthers. So they have uh, who was their running back this year? Shuba Hubbard. Shuba Hubbard and uh, Donta Foreman. Donta Foreman. So okay, that's that's pretty good. They uh, they're building something down in Carolina. They're yeah. not. They're doing pretty well for themselves. Sorry to cut uh, you Miles off. Miles Sanders ahead. had a good year. No, you're fine. Um, so yeah, that being said, that that offensive line of Trent, Cole Strange, David Andrews, uh, Owenu, and Riley Reef is a good starting five. And then you now have Yannick Adjust, who just got tendered. Uh, you have Connor McDermott, who was re-signed, and then Calvin Anderson. So that's three swing backups that can play on both sides. You would think. Um, and then on the entire in the interior line, you have uh, James Firent, who's a quality backup as well. And so. Last year, when it was just completely depleted, and they were signing Marcus Cannon, and they were trying to move Win around, and then Win would get benched, and Trent would get sick, and it was just a complete cluster, basically because of the rotation. And so, if you can have a solid front five, and then bring in quality guys who have already played in the system, it's a different system. But you know, guys in Calvin Anderson and uh, McDermott, I, I don't hate that as much as it as it was this year. So I think I'm okay with Riley reef as long as he can play uh, to the level that he's capable of. Uh, And I don't think it's really, I don't think it's really boom or bust. I think he's been pretty solid his entire career. He was fine last year. I don't know. It's
1: still incomplete to me. I still want to see them get a tackle in the draft. So you
0: want them, do you want them to do it at 14? Like, are you still up for that?
1: Yeah, I I don't think that Calvin Anderson or Riley Reef your tackle of the future. And who knows what the tackle class is going to look like next year. You have a chance to get your tackle the future. I do it. Doesn't mean they have to, but Right.
0: It's I, also a relatively cheap deal. And like, you know what like, actually? It's uh, I, No, go ahead. Yeah. It's one year five million. So you're not, you know, you're not necessarily tied to Riley Reef by any means.
1: By the way. If you did Is that picture yeah. Riley Reef or is that
0: Cole Strange? That's Riley Reef. Looks like Cole Strange.
1: Okay, it looks like, him, but
0: it is Riley. Reif. It also kind of looks like Joe Tooney, but it is in fact Riley Reef. <laughs> I
1: will. I, I guess I didn't really
0: know what Riley Reef looks like. Um, <laughs> I will say
1: today is probably the best I've felt about them taking a wide receiver at 14. Today okay. is probably after what happened today because my theory, right? And I say this all the time: the last couple of years, mm-hmm. and I think this just might be Matt Groh's way of operating. Where is the biggest hole on the depth chart? Fill it, regardless of positional yeah. value. Fill it. The biggest hole in 2021 was quarterback. The biggest hole last year was guard. Even with signing Juju, starting to feel like the biggest hole is that wide receiver. And then so you what do wide tackle you else go get in qu- the top Are you going to do Quentin
0: Johnson? Is so, it Quentin Johnson? That's where it gets tricky. That's the problem. It yeah, doesn't totally. not like about
1: this. I'm not ready to lock this take in yet. I'm still kind of working on it because
0: well, do it, give it to us on these airways.
1: Well, no, because like you said, they need well, don't walk boundary,
0: it in, but let us, know they need
1: a boundary receiver. And that guy probably isn't there outside of Quentin Johnson. Does that mean you move down? It doesn't mean they go corner in the first round. Like, I don't know. A guy I do think is yeah. a lot more in play now is Bryce Ford Wheaton. But that's another story. And I'm sure people aren't surprised to hear okay. me say that, but yeah, yeah, it does sort of feel like this is their planet tackle. Just don't necessarily have an obvious guy. Just throw things against the wall and see what sticks. And, I don't know. If it's a first round pick. You're not doing that. That's your starter. You take a guy at 14, you're starting right. that guy. Do they want to do that? Or right. do they want to invest a little lower pick? And hey, maybe he's the guy. Maybe he's not. If we have to address it next year, so be it.
0: Speaking of pick 14 now, so let's let's assume that this is their plan at offensive line. And they do want to, you know, let Riley Reef not hand him the job, but, you know, give him the job. And it's his job to lose at right tackle. And Trent stays. Yeah. And they do go sign Odell Beckham Jr. And they did just sign Juju Smith Schuster. I know you've said it before, but the whole on offense now would be tight end. Are you nope. taking a Michael Mayer at 14? No, because corner's still even in this scenario.
1: Corner's still okay. a bigger need. Safety's still a bigger need. Brian Branch. And again, the, the tight end class is yeah. just so deep. You're going to get a guy who's a first round talent on day three. There's
0: just no yeah. need for it. No need, and that's a good point too. They haven't done much. Um, they haven't really fixed safety all that much. Um, done any? They've resigned.
1: Nothing uh, extra. Well, that.
0: Yeah, exactly. Peppers came back, but right, and so Vaughn Thornhill just went to uh, where somewhere. Just signed from. Yeah, he just signed. Anyway, yeah. he's gone. Jesse Bates is gone. Uh, Hoyer went, went back, back to, to Buffalo, Buffalo today. Yeah, I, that's new news. I'll today, add so. this,
1: and we did get this news today. Yeah. We got the details of. Um, of Jul- uh, Jabril Peppers contract, I'm st- a year later. I'm still doing Julius Peppers. Uh, yeah, shows how good of a player he was. Shout out to him. Um, <laughs> yeah, seriously. We got the details of Jabril Peppers contract today, right? Which we didn't have. Mm-hmm. They they gave him some good money, six million yeah, guaranteed. Did. Like it's- he's basically making the same that Adrian Phillips is. They yeah. so that tells me they see him on par with that role. Like he's going to play a lot. He they're not yeah. just bringing him back to cover kicks. They're bringing him back to be a part of that safety rotation so for yep. whatever that's worth like i think they have a big and i wrote about this on 98.5 the sports of.com today and, and i wrote about the juju myers thing too i meant to plug that earlier 98.5 the sports of.com mm-hmm. um there's a role waiting for him like he's not just coming back to cover kicks he's gonna play right.
0: we're gonna see him totally. out there yep he's he again Hit one of his sort of I mean, he was a jack of all trades coming out of Michigan, right? But then right. his sort of knock, I guess, you know, he bounced around. He went from the Giants and the Browns and all that, and then he came here. But his knock was never his skill. He was just hurt for a while, and so now he played a full year last year, healthy. Um, yeah, I'm excited for that because that's a, you know, we've had a day to digest it now. But um, I mean, that's a, that's a player who has a high ceiling. You get him, you give him good money, and you know, you're gonna pay, you are going to pay him if you're gonna you're going to play him if you're going to pay him that. And so uh, I like it too. One uh other and, question And just I have just for to you, add y'all. to that with Peppers. He, yeah. As yeah.
1: his as the season went on, his role expanded. They started using him in a much more versatile way at the end of the year. Yeah. Uh, on the line as a boundary corner like everywhere. So that's that's encouraging, I would say.
0: Right, I would agree. Um and so the other thing on tackle I want to ask too is going into today, my ask and sort of thought um, big splash move for them would have been to go get Orlando Brown. Does Riley Reef signing for only five million dollars stop them from going to get Orlando Brown? No, it it shouldn't stop them from doing anything. I don't know that Riley Reef makes the team.
1: Okay, I'm not saying he because won't, but like, right? It's a, it's a true flyer. He's 34. Right. Does he want to do another year? He may get here and realize
0: I don't want to compete with a bunch of kids. Like, I no, s- I-, I saw a good. Uh, Saw a good tweet today from Brian Phillips, used to write for Pat's pulpit, and uh, it was the video of Antonio Brown jumping up and down, quitting, and the caption was uh, Riley Reeve when he has to run the hills for a second day yeah. at, uh, at Gillette. And so, you never know, but.
1: It should, let me say this, it shouldn't, shouldn't stop. Now, I don't think they're going to go after Orlando Brown.
0: That's what I was going to say. But but the,
1: the, the fact that. that Riley Reif signing it, shouldn't make or break them going after Orlando
0: Brown. But if, you you know, you're, you're doing a patchwork job, right, with Riley Reef and Calvin Anderson and Connor McDermott and Trent maybe. And so it just tells me that. And, you know, tendering Yodney could So I just don't think they're going to do it. I just don't see it. But um I thought that would have been smart because, again, that sign one draft one we've talked about for quite yep. some time, that would make a lot of sense. But uh, I don't think so. So that's sort of the Patriots news, Alex, of the day. um. I, I think what I want to do, since this is our third show of the day, and we've done a lot of us talking, uh, let's bring the chat in if they have questions, uh, because we have a full chat. We're at over 800 live now, and so let's uh, let's ask as many questions as you guys want, and we'll try to get to as many just about you know the Patriots, free agency, anything that's gone on. Um, and while they trickle in, Alex, yeah. maybe we should talk about Aaron Rodgers quickly once again, because he did say today live on the Pat McAfee show that he does intend to play for the Jets. Uh, it's only Green Bay uh, the Green Bay side that is holding it up. Um, he sounded like pissed off Aaron Rodgers in that interview. I don't know if you saw it because basically his his side of the story is that he was going into his darkness retreat intending to retire. And then when he came out, the Packers were shopping him. And now he's pissed off. And now he's no, coming back. Okay. First of all,
1: that's not true. I just don't
0: believe that.
1: I, I think he wanted to leave but he doesn't want to be the guy who left Green Bay because yep. he sees how it's hurt Brady's legacy. So, no, they moved on for me. I didn't. Who broke up with who? No, no, no. I, I broke up with that. They didn't break up with me, or I guess it would be the other way around in this one. But I don't yeah. buy that for a second. I, I'm still where I've been on this. It's going to be a clown show. It's either going to be spectacular or spectacular failure. They're going to be so good. There's no in
0: between. They're going to be so good. They're going to be so good. I think the Jets are going to be a wagon. But that's enough of Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. We've talked about him for three straight days. The saying, try it free for 30 days, gives you just enough time to try a subscription or service and then completely forget about it. Before you know what's happening, you're paying for a subscription you don't use every single month. With Rocket Money, you can change that with just a few quick taps. Most Americans think they spend around $80 a month on their subscriptions, when really that number is closer to 200 or more. If you don't know exactly how much you're spending every month, you need Rocket Money. Rocket Money, formerly known as Truebill, is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps you lower your bills all in one place. The app quickly and easily identifies all of the subscriptions for you and helps you decide on the ones you don't want anymore. Simply find those ones you don't want, press cancel and Rocket Money will do it for you. No more long hold times with customer service or tedious emails back and forth. Rocket Money makes canceling it super easy with just the click of a button. Over 3 million people have used Rocket Money, saving the average person over $720 a year. A quick story I'm sure you all know, anyone who follows me on Twitter, my second favorite sport behind the NFL is college basketball. I watch just about every single conference, so having an account on ESPN Plus is really a blessing for me. It's the best subscription I have, and I use it regularly. The problem, however, well, for the longest time, I had Hulu, Spotify, Disney Plus, and countless others. I was paying for them, and I had no idea about it, so you forget about it, and it drained my bank account. Not anymore, though, because I use Rocket Money. So stop throwing your money away, cancel unnecessary subscriptions, and manage your expenses the easy way. Go to rocketmoney.com slash patsbeat. That's rocketmoney.com slash patsbeat. Rocketmoney.com slash beat. So let's get to the questions. Yeah, Alex. I
1: can't wait to be done with that crap.
0: Um, yeah, I know. Uh, let's go to this one
1: real quick. Cool. What about Bryce Ford Wheaton? Other than his combine stats, lead you to believe he belongs in the NFL. Uh his tape, you watch him at West Virginia, yeah. he's great in contested catch situations. Um, he's, you know, good at the line of scrimmage, getting off press. He's great on special teams. He's an NFL player.
0: Just throw that out there. Okay, I was just going to say. I figured you were. I figured you would wanted to bring up the special teams with him as well. Yeah, um, oh, that's a big part of it. So, are they going to bring back the fullback? I don't think so, O'Brien. Because we talked about that fullback role yeah. with O'Brien. Sorry to cut you off, but that move tight end that would have been Johnu, and now Johnu's gone. So, what are they going to do with that that position that H back?
1: Now, I still think they could have that move tight end um you know they haven't had a traditional tight end o'brien hasn't in a while he really didn't in houston he certainly didn't alabama he had that more move tight end thing maybe a guy like sam laporta in the draft is is what they're thinking but it's it's not gonna be the true like Jacob johnson james devlin fullback i don't think that role's coming back anytime
0: soon yeah i agree um So we haven't actually talked about Austin Eckler yet on the show. The question is, could Eckler be a fit? Um, So Austin Eckler from the Chargers has requested to be traded, um, and he was given permission, I believe, to seek a trade. Their backup uh, running back is Isaiah Spiller. I don't know if you remember him from Texas A&M. So it looks like he might end up being their guy potentially out there, Josh Kelly too. But regardless, Eckler looks like he wants out of L.A. Uh, My mantra has always been don't give Running backs, money, don't give them second contracts, don't pay them. And I feel like Eckler's going to move and kind of want to get paid. So if he wants to get paid, I wouldn't do it. But if you're looking for a guy that's going to be a compliment to Ramondre Stevenson, Austin Eckler is the perfect fit, the perfect fit for that pass catching back. And so would he fit? Absolutely. Should they do it? Probably not. Oh, yeah.
1: No, I'm with you 100%. He'd be a great player here. Like, he'd be be a great fit. I felt that way for years. But what it's going to cost to trade for him, What you're going to have to pay him. It's not Mm -hmm. too much of a luxury need at this point. I'm going to bring up one more Bryce Ford Wheaton one because I feel like picking this fight. I Let's do it. Quentin Johnson, Nikhil Harry, but want Bryce Ford Wheaton. Well, yeah, because I don't have to take Bryce Ford Wheaton in the first round. I can get him outside of the top 100 you use context use context is a difference yep. i would take quinn johnson yep. in the fourth round i'd be perfectly happy with that but he's not going to be there yep. so we can't have that yep. discussion
0: all right what else we got um dalton schultz is an interesting one um taylor Kyle's new patriots beat reporter yep. uh his big um his big target seems to be dalton schultz i've seen him tweeting about that a lot um he can block too, which is which would be a solid addition because Hunter Henry really can't. Right. Now, he's he's that he's that big body tight end, but he's not a great blocker. And so Dalton Schultz would be interesting in that regard. If you could use you could also bring him in and use him as that sort of move-ish tight end, you know, in your run game. But I think he's make probably gonna command a lot of money. He hasn't, you know, gone anywhere yet. Um I like the fit. I wonder if the Patriots go for it. But I think that would be a solid compliment to Hunter Henry.
1: I don't. But can you put both of them on the field at the same time? That's yeah, what that's I wonder about. Like it's a similar route tree, right? I, it's <laughs> kind of like Eckler. Schultz a good player, but yeah, I'd rather see them spend that money elsewhere. Again, who who's the guy that's going to help you widen the formation? Schultz right. isn't going to do that. So fair. Good player, but I just I don't I
0: don't see it for this team. I don't see the fit. Okay. Darius Slay. Well, the Patriots looking at Darius Slay. They should. I think they should. And
1: I think people are too worked up
0: about him liking that tweet because it's just Me too.
1: Guys just like each other's tweets. It's what they do. It doesn't always mean the end of the world. He doesn't like Matt Patricia. It's Matt Patricia. Matt yeah, Patricia's correct. gone. So, yeah, they should pick up the phone. Look, he's coming from the Eagles. He probably wants a con- to join a contender, but I'd hope they'd make the call because big veteran corner. That's what they need. You, you add him. After re-signing Jonathan Jones, you're probably good. I think we can really downgrade the cornerback need, right? We probably don't have to talk about that in the top 100 in the draft anymore. So, I'd love for them to make that call, but I just – I don't think they will. It doesn't seem to be the way they're operating this offseason.
0: Yeah. I want to build off Darius Slay, Alex, and this. it doesn't have to do with the question. but So, Darius Slay is going back on this whole Patriot Way thing on Twitter. And Damian Harris retweeted it today. I know you don't like to get into the drama. Yeah. But – seems like he doesn't really like the Patriot way all that much, Damian Harris. He's good friends with Mac Jones, but he or retweeted does, it. He put it out there.
1: Or does he not like Josh McDaniels? Or does he not like Matt Patricia? Which, by the way, he, there's a very, you know, it would make sense That's that fair. he doesn't like Matt Patricia, That's right? Fair. So, yeah, okay. People are, people are, everybody wants to knock the Patriots as being undesirable this time of year. That's just what they do. I'm not saying that there aren't some reasons to do so, but there's much sure. easier ones than reaching on a retweet.
0: Well, if he does leave, how about Jameer Gibbs? If he's there at 46, they need to take him. If he's there at 46, they need to take him. I, I, that's my view. I still don't know.
1: I, I, I just, there's so many other needs to take a running back that high and a guy that's not going to play that much. I also just, he's not going to be there at 46. You I know, think that's, I think people are starting to realize what I've been saying for about a month now. He's the best running back in this draft. Not, not Bijan. I think all yeah. around it's Jameer Gibbs. I think he's gonna end up going in the top forty. And I just I
0: don't think they're gonna do a barmore trade this year. He's gonna pick he's gonna get picked at forty five and I'm gonna punch my T V. That's what's gonna happen. I can see it. I can um, see all of that. Yeah. yeah. So um let's see. is and a blue. Sorry, just looking for a question. And Marcus Peters. What do you think of Marcus Peters? He's an older cornerback. He could be an option. Yeah, he's I like, been solid.
1: I like Peters for them on like a one-year deal, right? Uh, if you can get him on, you know, one of those veteran deals. I still think you probably draft a corner because you know is he going to fall off? You risk that, but uh, that's a guy yeah. I wouldn't hate them getting involved with.
0: Yeah, um, I think he's six foot, so he does. I mean, that's sort of their average height um, in the cornerback room right now. They they don't have much taller, and I think they still need to go for that taller. Uh, corner. But depending on what Peters would command on the open market, I, I think that would be a solid move. Going back to running back, J.D. McKissick. Uh, that's a that's a third down back who has been solid for the Washington football team commanders uh, for the last couple years. Again, I, I say it always. There's always a caveat. But depending on the price, I would like to go get J.D. McKissick. I think he'd be a solid pass-catching back to compliment Reminder Stevenson. You take some reps off of him, uh, a guy who was battered last year. I saw a tweet today from Dakota Randall from Nesson that Ramondre had like the third or fourth most scrimmage yards uh, of the Bill Belichick era this year. I didn't realize that he's up there with like oh, yeah. a couple of those Welker years. And he was dominant this year, but man, he took a beating. And so they need to do something more in the running back room to take some to take some miles off his tires. We had this, we had that fight back and forth all season. And I said, run him, run him, run him, and once again, you got me there.
1: Yeah. But Um. Yeah. I I'd like to see them add a veteran pass catching back. If if you know, I don't think you can count on Ty Montgomery for much, and it's going to be a new role for Pierre Strong. So, J D. McKissick fits that bill certainly.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Alex, is Zach Kuhn soft? I don't think so. Okay. I mean, I don't think so. I don't know. Do you? Fair enough. Uh, I I don't know. I saw that. I saw it. I wanted to, I wanted to push your buttons a little
1: bit. Well, sometimes it's hard to tell with those big guys, right? Because especially at that level, they're just so much bigger than everybody else. They don't really have to be afraid of contact. No, it's possible. Like I'm legitimately wondering this because that is something I watched when I was, uh, I wondered when I was watching him, like Mm -hmm. he's bowling everybody over, but he's not going to be this much bigger than everybody else in the NFL. What is it going to look like when he has to take contact? So it's
0: an interesting question. Um, Barth has to pick one, Jameer Gibbs or DeAndre Hopkins. Ooh. um, Because you hate both.
1: (laughs) I don't think I hate both. I've been big on Hopkins. Do I hate both? I think Hopkins gives you more of what you need. I know Gibbs is a better play long-term and all of that, but we talked about this last night, Mike. They can't necessarily take the longest-term approach in this draft because the reality is if it doesn't work this season, you're blowing it all up and resetting anyway, so the long-term doesn't mean a lot.
0: It's weird. They're in a weird. They're in a weird spot with that because you kind of have to play the happy medium game, or you have to try. Because yeah. on one hand, you could give a bunch of guys one year deals, an older Odell and an older DeAndre Hopkins, but then they prove it and they do well, and then they leave again, and then Max basically right back where he started with no weapons. And so that's why I liked that Juju's deal was a three year deal actually, because he's not taking that other one year deal that he had the last two seasons. He's still young. He's twenty six. You have him here through age 29 maybe a re-up maybe you extend him at one point but if him and Matt can build on something and build a rapport then I think I really do I love the juju sounding I thought that was massive for them today yeah um having said that having to pick here I'm going Gibbs because uh he's a guy who played in O'Brien's system you can play him in the slot you can play him at running back uh you can hand him the ball and you can throw him the ball so I think he's a really good fit
1: all right how about this one for you what round is Darnell Washington going
0: I really, truly believe he's going to be a back-end first-round pick. I, I wouldn't be surprised if a team takes him over Michael Mayer. Um, he's I think he's better than Mayer. I really do. Um, just the fact that he can block and he can you know, be a, a great pass catcher. And he showed the speed. The one knock was the speed, and he blew it out of the water in at the combine. And so, yeah, I really think I'd be shocked if he's not a first-round pick because I think that it's going to be the two of them. I think he's going to go over Kincaid, too. I like Kincaid, but I just think Darnell Washington is, is the best one in the draft. So, first-round pick.
1: All right. Uh, if we sign Odell, do we keep Parker, Moore, Juju, this. and Thornton? That's a full room. I think that's the room. I think you keep everybody. Now, maybe Parker Bye. becomes a camp cut, but um, yeah. I I do feel like that's the group you stick with. And that's a good five. And another thing to keep in mind here— Bill O'Brien likes rotating personnel. He likes mix, mixing and matching personnel. And it's something true. they probably could have done last year. And I know y'all remember me talking about that. So I was red in the face. They never yep. did it. Um, you can get really creative with yep. this group because I born Juju and the Thornton, I think are all true hybrids can play in the slot and on the boundary. You probably could get creative with Odell in the slot. He hasn't really done that in a long time, but like I think it's possible, and then born. Yeah, totally. I mean, uh, Parker's locked in as your ex. Like you're not moving him a ton, but I right. I think that's... everyone a, else can kind of mix and match. I think that's a full room. Maybe a draft somebody I don't know, but like I wouldn't. If they sign Odell, the room's complete. I wouldn't. You know, I don't think that they're overflowing or
0: anything like that. The only tough part is then it's like Tyquan Thornton's your last receiver, and then he's gonna he's gonna be the last one on the field. And then you're getting at him into his third year. But again, O'Brien likes just spent the,
1: a second round pick on him. First of all, it's totally something they would do. They do that like all the time. They do things yeah, like no. that all the time,
0: and it. Then he's going to end up being there an active guy. I mean, it's like I don't think so because like again, even
1: even though like they do like to rotate, like O'Brien likes to rotate his receivers. I don't think you're yeah, okay. going to see like. We're so used to, right, Jacoby Myers like a 90%, 95% usage rate guy for the Patriots the last couple of years. Before that, it was Edelman. Never came off the field. Right. With this group, if this were to be the group, Odell, or even Hopkins, frankly, Parker, Bourne, Juju, and Thornton, I don't think you're going to see any of them over like 80%. I think it's going to be a healthy rotation. Yeah. The other thing is, pending a tight end move, I think you're going to see a lot less 12 personnel too, right? right. You don't need to get Henry and That's John fair. Smith on the field. So right. they have to do it. You know, I said all this last year and it made sense and they didn't do it. They have to do it. But O'Brien's history tells us he would do that. So I I actually don't think it's totally crazy. And I don't think, like, look, some people are going to play more than others. For what they're probably going to play, pay Odell, he's going to play a good amount. Think Juju's right. going to play good amount, but do you rotate Thorn, Thornton, Born, and Parker at like forty percent each? That's a good number.
0: Borton and Thorn.
1: Yeah, it's yeah. I did that in the wrong <laughs>
0: way. <laughs> yeah, fair. Uh, all right. So, is there any chance the Patriots do not finish in fourth in the division oh, yeah. this year? They are currently, they are currently uh, last on FanDuel's board to win the AFC East. They think they're going to be the le- the worst team in the AFC East. Obviously there's a chance they don't, but I still think they need to make some moves in order to, you know, pass Miami. Yeah. I mean, look,
1: Miami still, the quarterback situation is still somewhat of a question mark and there's injury issues there. Aaron Rodgers could get disengaged and the jets blow up and become a circus. That's certainly possible. Yeah. I, 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 you know, if I had a guess, I think they're finishing fourth, but I don't think it's like a lock or anything.
0: This is another, you know. I might get a lot of heat for this, but and I've said it before with other divisions. This is a really good division, just like it was last year, and I know they all have to play each other. But who says uh, an entire division can't make the postseason?
1: I mean, Patriots almost it did that work,
0: or the AFC. Season. I know. So Actually, man. the NFC East almost did too. Yeah, mathematically, it can work, and so. Look, if the Patriots keep improving and the Dolphins keep improving, the Jets are going to make it, the Bills are going to make it. There could be three wildcard teams out of the AFCs. That wouldn't necessarily shock me if these teams keep playing well. Because again, the Patriots, for what they were, were 8 and 9 and on the fringe of a post a playoff berth in week 18 last year yeah. for his, or week, whatever it was, week 18. So, they get better, they get the the whatever Matt Patricia was out of here and big bro, like they can improve and be a solid football team.
1: All right, we should probably um, touch on this because he is now officially a free agent.
0: Oh god. Okay. Lamar
1: Jackson joined the Patriots. Where in the division would they rank? Well, let's see who they get to th- him to throw the ball. Yeah. Right. I-, I would still say they need another receiver. I-, I-, I might put them ahead of the Dolphins in that case. Um I still don't think they're in on him. I, I-, I just still don't think he's I don't think they're in on him either. either but I-, I don't think so. It's going to be really interesting happens, to see what happens, but I don't think they're in on him.
0: Hypothetically, Alex, we go Odell, Juju, KB, Thornton, Hunter Henry. Sure. Darnell Washington, Lamar Jackson. That is a heck of an offense right there. That fits what they want to do with Lamar Jackson. Yeah. Like what Bill O'Brien it's wants not bad. to do offense.
1: It's not bad. It's a good offense. Long way away, but that's not a bad offense.
0: It is it is a long way away, but I, I like the idea of it. Um the Patriots will not get LJ according to oh, I clicked the wrong one. Uh Patriots <laughs> this will one? not get LJ. He won't. Yeah, he they they probably won't. We've got to talk about it, someone asked. News, and yeah. Like, like you said, you can you can talk to him now. And so they have the cap space to do so, and they're making moves like a Juju Smith Schuster and potentially Odell where they would fit you know, to work with Lamar just as much as they will with Mac Jones, but you got to talk about it. And so I guess we shall see, but no team has, uh, no team has made him an offer yet.
1: Right. Uh, I will throw this up because I, it, there's a bigger point okay. here. Somebody asked, do we think Devin Witherspoon could drop to pick 14 or any other good corners? Might've missed it today. Cause not free agency news, but the Georgia pro day was today. And yep. Jalen Carter, and if you don't know, Jalen Carter was in the running to be a top five pick. He was in the running to be the number one overall pick. He's a defensive lineman yep. from Georgia. Very talented, very athletic, ton of production. Uh, the first day of the combine, we found out there was a warrant out for his arrest for essentially reckless driving, street racing, involving an accident that got a teammate and another Georgia staffer killed. So he wasn't at the combine. He said he... Was, you know, he's going to get it all sorted out and he believes he won't face charges. And there were some reports that it may not impact his draft stock. Well, he showed up to his pro day day. He was 13 pounds over his combine weight. That's 13 pounds in like two weeks. And he couldn't finish Mm -hmm. the drills. He was having trouble breathing. He was out of breath. He was gassed. Um, Yeah. First, I hope he's okay. Of course, non football wise, but I will say, right. He's now falling. And if he's going to fall outside of that top, 15, 14. By the way, I don't think the Patriots should take him for a number of reasons. Um, right. It's another player that a team is taking ahead of the Patriots. Right. So it's only one player, but it's interesting. You know, that dynamic, that's one more spot, you know, Jalen Carter going in the top five, that might push a corner down or that might push a receiver down or that might push a tackle right. down. That's not one more guy. That's going to go ahead of the Patriots that they maybe could need. Exactly. Um, so it just, it's, but, it's, I'm not saying the Patriots should draft Jalen Carter. This isn't me saying Jalen Carter yeah, will right. fall to the Patriots. Definitely not that, but like the board's moving, the board's moving. Yeah, the and board is an interesting going. development. Cause who knows, maybe there's a team that was going to take Jalen Carter. And I, why can I net the one thing <laughs> I can never remember about the draft is the order. I can remember all of the Patriots picks on their own, but I can never remember the order of the draft. All right.
0: Uh, Why? What are you trying to think of? Panthers? Go ahead.
1: Well, no, I'm just, all right. Let's, let's say there's a team like, all right, the bears at nine are perfect example. Actually. Yeah. Bears might've been in on Jalen Carter. That would have made a lot of sense. Yeah. But if he's now undraftable, I don't think they're going to take another defensive lineman. Now maybe they look at it and say, you know, we should get a tackle to protect Justin Fields. And now all of a sudden Paris Johnson's off the board, whereas he might've lasted right. a little later, Brian, then the next team that needs a tackle, right. And it, it pushes the whole thing. So it's a very interesting development with Carter. It's going to be interesting to watch. Cause I think it, there are teams ahead of the Patriots with needs that are similar. And I was kind of thinking Jalen Carter might push somebody down just as a, we don't really need him, but he's so good. We're going to take him anyway. Right. Kind of pick now that's off the board. And he's no, they fall, should not right? take that's- Carter. I think he's going to fall out of no. the first round
0: now. So do I. It's almost like, and again, you, you don't know what, A, you don't know what he's going through, B, you don't know what him and his agent and, uh, you know, legal team and all those guys are talking about with his current situation, but it almost feels like if you're going to come into your workout like that, you shouldn't even work out because teams were going to look at you in that top 15, and now, you you know, you put that on tape. It's too bad. Again, you hope he's doing okay, you know, mentally, right. physically, and all that, but uh, tough showing for Carter. So, yeah. Uh, it's going to take up another spot for a guy like Devin Witherspoon, a guy like Joey Porter Jr. Those tackles, they're going to start to go earlier now. Um, and so, yeah, it just it adds another layer to the Patriots pick at 14. Um, I saw a question earlier. I don't know if I can still find it. Uh, I don't think so, but it can build off this. We talk about the Patriots um, moving down in the draft because they yeah. always do it. They continue to move down. They move down. They get picks. They make assets. Would they ever move up from 14? Um, I mean, that, that's a, that's a strange question. Of course they could and would depending, but w- would you ever see them in this draft moving up from 14?
1: Only if they really want one of the
0: tackles. That's what I'm thinking. And, and yeah. I
1: think what they've done in free agency the last couple of days suggests that's not the case. Now, I, I don't think I could see them moving up yeah. in the second round. I think that makes a ton of right. sense. Uh, if they stay pat, if they stay where they are at 14, I don't think they're, who are they moving up to get like, the guy to me they would move up to get is Christian Gonzalez. And I do think he's the best corner in this draft, Mm -hmm. but the gap between him and a guy like Joey Porter or Devin Witherspoon, like they're going to be able to get one of those guys. The gap's not that big and they can get one of those guys at 14. So I, I don't see it. I, I, I think it's like last year felt like made a lot more sense to trade up than this year. Yeah, I agree. Um,
0: well, Giants I'm have checking. Officially what lastly, released,
1: Kenny Galladay. No,
0: that's your guy. No, that's the one. No. That's the one no. that he's going to take. The he's going to dictate coverage, and that's how Joe. It's all coming into place. Kenny Galladay. I'm sure all him, three of his coverage. catches
1: would be outstanding in this offense. But
0: no. Juju, Juju opens up again. He goes for 1,400 because guys like Jordan Poyer and Micah Hyde are just going to have to eat up Kenny Galladay in this Bill O'Brien offense. We're kidding. Crack the case, uh, but. Yes, um, So yeah, I just I had to double check my tweet notifications No new news as of now Unfortunately we didn't get real, true Patriots breaking news uh, on the show tonight But the good news is we will be back Tomorrow again on Thursday To uh, to do this thing One more time this week because We're still hoping another domino is going to fall On this Patriots uh, On this start to free agency for the Patriots offseason So we'll be back tomorrow, probably 7pm Again, but you can follow us on Twitter At Mike Cadlick at RealAlexBarth Uh, for updates. Um, Thank you to FanDuel, as I've said before, because FanDuel.com slash Boston is your way to get $200 in bonus bets. Go do it right now. It's 8 p.m. There's games on later tonight. You can bet on them with $200 free. All you got to do is go to FanDuel.com slash Boston. Deposit $10. Bet five. You get $200 in bonus bets. Go bet on the NBA if you want tonight. Bet responsibly, of course. Um, But you can do that on our dime to help out the show as well. FanDuel.com slash Boston. So... Until tomorrow night, he's Alex Barth. Read all of his stuff at 985thesportsup.com. You can follow him on Twitter, at Alex Barth. Follow me at Mike Kadlick. Read all my good stuff. Uh, Free agency trackers on CLNSmedia.com. Again, until tomorrow. Hopefully some more free agency news. Thank you all for watching.